Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Hey, let's give a big hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast, vidcast. Come on. If you're ever in the area, I'd love to say, come on to Living Word Bible Church. We'll make you feel right at home. Don't forget about our daily Bible show, Monday through Friday, called Wake Up. And it's the number one on YouTube. It's me and my brother. It's about 10 minutes. And uh, we uh, give you a scripture for your day. We pray over your day. But we have a whole lot of, who, how many Wake Up fans out there? Do we have any Wake Up fans? Woo, we wake up. So that, come on. I, there was a point where I had four kids under the age of eight. And uh, we went overseas. And you know, I'm a pretty, I try to live a life of being kind. You know, if you, if you cut me off while we're walking, I smile, I'll hold the door for people. I'll even stop if I see somebody and you need prayer. I'm that guy. You load me up with that. How many people know I change? <laughs> no, I, I have, like if you cut me off, I'm gonna run you over. I'm, I'll run over, it'll be five foot four all over you. Like I, I have no compassion. Right? I have no, I, I really have no ability, I, you know, because if you have problems, well, I have problems. I have a whole lot of stuff I'm trying to get from here to there. I have no empathy. I have no ability really to reach out and to encourage, to build any, even the whole family knows, don't talk to daddy when he's carrying that much, right? Because there's nothing good that's going to come out of dad when I'm carrying that much stuff. And as we're in week two of just an incredible series called Baggage, we're going to be talking about that today, that the enemy wants to load you up. Get you all loaded up, and you're a good person trying to do good things, but you find it hard to encourage. You find it hard sometimes to step out and say a kind word. You, even the people that are supposed to be closest to you in your family, sometimes it's hard to, to, to not be judgmental, not to have an unkind word, or not to go off on them. Why is that? It's not God's plan. It's because we've been loaded up. Right, we got all loaded up and life got hard. It used to be easy, but man, it's a struggle just to get going in my day. It's just a struggle to get going. Proverbs 4 is our staple scripture in this series on baggage. How many people know we're not going to take any baggage into 2020 that we don't need to be taken into 2020? Come on, Livermore Bible Church, no baggage. Because God's got a destination for everybody in this room. He's got joy. He's got happiness. He's got peace. He's got success. He's got great relationships. This is where God wants you to fly. But we get to TSA. Remember, that's Trinity Success uh, so, uh, Association, right? We get there. And oftentimes, we can't even get on the flight that God has because of the baggage. Not that God doesn't want to take us there. It's because of the baggage that we've been loaded up with. We've got too many bags to get on the plane. So our scripture... Keep your luggage, somebody say luggage. Keep your luggage with all diligence, for out of your bags spring all the issues of your life. Your issues are not the boss, your issues are not your, your, your ex, your issues are, aren't your, your parent, your issues are coming out of the inside of you. What's in my bags just comes out. What's in my bags limits my travels. What's in my bags, or if I have the right stuff in, then it seems to attract to me the right things in my life. Today we're gonna talk about the number one thing the enemy loads us up with to keep us off of God's flights. The, number, the biggest thing that makes life hard, the, the biggest thing that seems to, to uh, get us tired and exhausted, makes relationships so sometimes just tell you, right? You see that person, you're like, oh my God, you want to go the other direction? You know that person? Everybody knows that person, right? It, it, it just makes life hard. Remember the devil comes to do what? Kill, 
steal, and destroy. He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to, right? He, he, he wants to, to take away, steal your joy, steal your happiness, steal your peace, and he wants to destroy your relationships. And today we're going to find out what is his method, because he has a method, been doing this for thousands of years. And so he, if we know his device and we're aware of it, then and rather than him getting us and putting stuff on us, we can begin to get rid of it so that we can go forth in the way that we were designed to. His whole method is division. He wants to divide you with your parent, your parent with a child, a brother with a sister, right? Best friends with other friends. He wants to bring division, drive a wedge between you. His whole goal is to divide, and he does that through an offense, right? Getting you mad, getting you bitter, getting you angry, getting you upset. And the way that it works, as I get angry or annoyed at somebody, and I take on a bag, right? it gets easier for me to grab another bag and either grab another bag. And you find that in relationships as they get going and more bags are, are piled on each person, things that used to not get you upset now get you really upset, right? The husband comes home, he's like, what's for dinner? She's like, really, you're gonna ask me that way? What's for dinner? I don't know, what'd you do today? And you're like, I, I, don't, I just wanna know what we're eating. And it became a big old fight. Was the fight from that moment what he said? Or was that fight two people that have been gearing on, grabbing bags over year after year after year, and it seems like we can't say anything, can't do anything, can't even go out on a date, right? Parent and child can't even get together on Thanksgiving without it being some sort of event. Not that they aren't two good people, it's just two good people carrying the wrong bags into the relationship. Go with me to Matthew. This is uh, one of Jesus' sermons. And, uh, you know, Jesus didn't have a whole lot of sermons that were put up on the YouTube, right? You can't podcast a bunch. So when you have one, you know they're going to be a good one. And so you got Jesus here. He says, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, you should not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry, somebody say angry, angry. or offended or bitter with a brother or sister or friend or parent will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or a sister, Raka, and I don't know, didn't that sound like a cuss word to you? I don't know, like it has that hard, Raka. I've been using it all week on the road. Raka you, right? Raka. <laughs> no, he's my new word, I love him, Raka. Hit my finger with a hammer, Raka. Is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of fire of hell? I've said far worse on the 202. So I was, like when I read that, I went, uh-oh, right? Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, now watch this. He's saying, all right, you came to church and, you, and you're ready to praise, right? You're ready to get in. You got your hands up, the song's going. And you remember, man, there's an offense somebody. Somebody's mad at me, I'm mad at somebody. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary. Do you see as Jesus teaching here, he, he, he has an urgency. When I become angry, when I become mad, right? When I get upset, when you get upset, that there needs to be a urgency on this. Have you ever had, and I'm sure in this room we all had, a great relationship, could be a friendship, could be a parent, could be a child, could be a boyfriend, girlfriend, could be a husband, wife. That was just beautiful. It was a great relationship. And it turned into like a dump. It just turned into a fiery mess of hell. Anybody out there can agree, right? It just turned horrible. It was, it was, now, here in this, when Jesus says that it goes to the hell, 
He was referring to, let me get this word right, because I'm not great on this, and I'm not, I probably still won't get the word exactly right, Gehenna. Gehenna. He was referring to Gehenna. Gehenna was a place that they used to do uh, human sacrifices, mainly children's sacrifices. And they got rid of that practice, and then they turned the place into a dump. And it was said at that time that that dump was always on fire. The fire of Gehenna was always going. There's always a smolder. There's always a smoke. You know, in relationships, even though you may not see a fire, how many people know that if you've turned it into a Gehenna type, there's a smolder and doesn't take much for a fire to get up. Hey, honey, we're out of milk. Oh, yeah, let me tell you everything we're out of. And there it goes. It turned into like, a, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. And it just turned into a, a huge fire. And he says, here's where a relationship can get going if we keep holding on to the offense, if we keep holding on to the baggage. Something that was beautiful becomes a dump. Something that you enjoyed and you look forward to becomes this wasteland that you never intended it to be. And you know, here's the problem right now. We live in a nation that is so perpetually uh, offended Right? Do you know, right? Everything is an offense. Everybody's mad at everybody about everything. Half of the country is offended with the other country, other half right now. You can't even really post anything, opinion on your social media without making half your friends upset. Doesn't matter if you like guns or don't like guns. Doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. You throw anything out there and everybody's mad and everybody's upset. Everybody is always annoyed. I got to pray 20 minutes before I put anything on social media because I don't know how it's going to come off. No, it's true. I put on there, uh, I had a, a cool miracle happen. I put it up on the social media and I get a, a private message from somebody. who go, you know, for those that, you know, don't get our miracle, that's a little offense. I'm like, are you serious? I can't actually put a miracle? <laughs> or if, if my day is going too good and I post it out there, then I get messages. People are like, you know, what about us that are having a bad day? I'm like, well, thank you for sharing your bad day with me. I, I guess I can't have a good day either without offending people about my great day. So I got to put on how, you know, horrible day. I, don't, I have great days all the time. I hope, hopefully I didn't offend anybody right there. But here's my point. <laughs> we are so easy to grab bags. We're so quick to be offended at this person and that person and what they said and what they didn't say, right? We're grabbing all these bags and we wonder why relationships, wonder why life has gotten so heavy and so hard because you're carrying the things you were never intended to carry. Instead, we are to be the ones who are constantly, nope, nope, I don't grab that. I don't carry that. Nope, I'm not. I become, we become as a congregation going into 2020, unoffendable. It doesn't mean that things don't happen to us. It just means that I don't allow those things to hold me back. I keep letting those, those things go into my, into my life. Even Christians, we are some of the most offended. Even though Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, we were forgiven of everything. Oftentimes, people within the church are so offended with everything going around. They're offended with the church. You know, pastor, you know about the church up there? Before you tell me more, do, do they believe in Jesus? Yes. Good, let's pray for them. I'm excited about what, yeah, but they're doing, I don't care. Right? We're all on the same team. The devil wants to bring division between the church. What if we all worked together, prayed together, helped each other out, got excited because we're all preaching the gospel? That's what church is about. But the enemy brings division. So we got this church mad at that church, trying to hinder this church and that church, instead of us all working together, right? Upset, mad. Everybody, the Christians are upset because uh, uh, Kanye West does a Christian album. I understand that the atheists get mad about that. That makes a lot of sense. 
But when the Christians get mad, right? Okay, so you're happy if he's singing about drugs and rock, right? And sex and th- that's better. Yeah, but you don't know about his past. Do you know about Paul's past? Like, I don't understand your whole point. If he's preaching, if he's singing about Jesus Christ, why in the world would you be mad? Get excited. Get your kids excited. They're so easily offended. So easily uh, get mad at, at whatever is out there. And that isn't going to be Living Word Bible Church going into 2020. We're not going to carry those bags. You know, and this story right here might be a little tra- too transparent, but I like to, you know, I'm real. So here's a real Scotty story from this week. And it always happens on the road. And so here we are. We're going, I was planning to go to Sedona to write my book, which now, because of your votes, is now going to be How to Be Get Lucky God's Way. That is now the book title. Come on, y'all. Everybody like that one. So I'm going to go work on my book. And, and uh, Holly, she's, this is a crazy busy week with everything going on. So she keeps telling me, uh, she's like, okay, I'm going. And then she's like, I can't go. I'm going. I can't go. It's Wednesday. I'm leaving Wednesday. And it's noon. And so, and she's honest, she told, it was not her fault. She goes, I can't go. She called me at, at noon. We're supposed to leave around that time. And she's like, I can't go. It's just too busy, right? And you know, as a man, my biggest concern right now is not hitting traffic. That's my number one concern in life. So I'm like, she's going to go. So I, I just waited, right? I'm like, she's going to go. She'll change her mind. She'll go. And, and I'm texting her a little bit between there. And finally, it's 3 o'clock. And now I'm like, okay, I got to leave uh, or we're going to hit traffic. So I, I call her. And she's like, what are you doing home? I told you I'm not going. I'm like, okay, well, I thought you were going to go. Okay, no big deal. So I get, off I go on the road. I type it in Sedona where I was going, which is an hour and 50 minutes away. And it says three hours and 23 minutes because of traffic. And now Scotty is angry. And he's not very annoyed. And you get on the road, and because I grabbed a couple bags already at the, at the three and a half hour trip that I have to take. Now people, you know how people do, they cut me off, they're giving, and I'm loading up the bags. I'm loading up every bag as I'm going. And what's interesting about me is I'm actually going over the sermon of not being offended while I'm highly offended. <laughs> it's the funniest thing about me, right? And so people are like, everyone, people are going slow, right? Everything is annoying. We get to places on the 202 where we are stopped. We're not moving at all. It's just stopped in traffic. And everybody, you know, we're all got all those baggage. And we get to this section, and, you know, people are kind of getting onto, on, onto the road and, and they're merging on. And so I have a rule. This is my rule. I think it's a pretty godly, it's not the most godly, but it's a godly rule. I let one in. That's what I, that's my rule. One. I let one. After one, no more. That's my rule. So I let one get in. I've done my, I've done my Christian act for the day. The people that, I don't want to say I don't want them to make it to heaven, but I'm going to put it out there kind of, I don't know. Okay, I'm up in the air on this one. You know the ones who drive along the sideways way past, all the way down, cut in front of everybody, and then at the end they try and get on over real quick? Raka. And so, no, I raka. I raka that. I wasn't paying, I'm going over my sermon, you know how you kind of lose, and all of a sudden somebody, I see it, boom, and they cut right off and they get right in front of me, and they stole, they took it, they stole it from me, and that made me very angry, and I went, no more, and I looked at my mirror, and here comes another one right down the way, and I said, Lord, I don't want to go to jail, but I will go to jail, this is the way I am today, 
So you may want to work it out so they don't try and get in front of me, go anywhere else, but they're not getting in. And sure enough, you know where they wanted? They wanted to get in front of me. And I saw it, and I put my, I was in the person in front of me, I was in their back seat. I was so close, I was with a Jeep. I didn't care if we crashed the Jeep, I didn't care what happened to the Jeep. All I knew is you're, either we go see Jesus together or nobody gets in there, that's our role. We're not get, you're not getting in. And he's doing that thing where he's trying to write, and he's got his hand out the window, and he's got his blinker on, and he's trying to get in, and, he's, and he tries to play chicken. He gets real, like, real close, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Daddy could play that game all day long. We both could play this. And we, I, I don't know how we didn't crash. We were so close to each other, right? And they were going and going, and then you get to the point where he either has to crash into me, or he's going to have to stop and go behind me. That was his options. He chose to stop, and now he stops, and <laughs> this is so funny. And we go, and then traffic stops, and we're side by side. <laughs> and he's out his window, and he is saying non-church things. He is all over it. But you know what? Bring it. Today is the day. i got enough baggage. I'm in all day. You want to go? You want to dance? I don't mind at all, I'll dance all day. And so I rolled down the window, right? And he screamed, and so then I, and I, I didn't curse, I didn't throw a fool, right? I didn't, I, I didn't rock, I, like, I, like I, I just, in a very authoritative way, it was just like, calm down, you're, you're cheating, you're trying to just get back. And it seemed like as I got about the third word out, all of a sudden, something washed over him. And it wasn't intimidation. He's a pretty big guy. I don't think he was intimidated or fearful at all. I don't think that was his big problem, right? You could barely see me over the window. So he wasn't scared of me. <laughs> but it was like a, like a, almost like a surprise. Like all of a sudden he was like surprised. And all of a sudden he got real spiritual. He's like, all right, brother, praise God. Praise God. You go on ahead, brother. You have a good day, brother. Have a praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I went, well, that was weird. So he got behind me. Right, and then he's like kind of waving, and his wife like hit him and like that, and then I, I was like, hey, and then it dawned on me, oh, he goes to the church, I'll bet. <laughs> he recognized me. You're here today probably, or probably not, maybe you don't. Praise the Lord. Have a good day, pastor. Love the sermon. <laughs> and hit me so hard. Here's my point. You all know me that I, I don't give anything. I love people. I love, I love to give. I love, I'll stop in the Walmart to pray for anyone, at any, in parking lots, anywhere. I'll stop. I'll give the shirt off. That's who I am. But you load me up with baggage and luggage. I no longer can act in a rational way for number one. But two, I can't love. I can't be kind. I can't encourage. I can't build up when I get all loaded up. And the same thing for you out there. The thing that you were designed to do. When you get offended, and God spoke this to me on the rest of the trip up to Sedona. He spoke this. He says, Scott, it's hard for you to maintain a, a sense of peace and happiness when you become easily offended. Say it again. It's hard to maintain happiness and peace in your relationships, in your day, in your job, if you are easily offended and grabbing bags. If you want to have a constant state of happiness, a constant state of joy, stop taking offense. Stop getting mad, right? And then you feel guilty because you're not a good, you didn't act in the right way, you responded, you went off, and it really wasn't you, it was the baggage. Paul said that, he says, not me, 
It's a sin in me. It's not me. It's these stinking bags that I keep carrying that keep making me make bad decisions. I need uh, uh, a young married couple. Do we have any young married? Any newly, five years or younger? Anyone? Put your hands up. Any, any younger that don't mind coming up? Uh, come on, anybody up there? Do we have some? Come up. I need a couple. Yeah, there we go. Come on up. Give a big hand clap. How many years? Come on all the way around. And I'm going to buy you, you both dinner. We're coming up. What's, uh, what's our favorite restaurant? Is it really? Yeah, he loves pasta. Olive Garden. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Come on up. Come on, give them a big hand clap. Here we go. How long have you been married? Uh, almost two years. Almost two years. Oh, my God. This is a... All right, look out there. So here we are. They're all up. See how close they stand? I brought a couple up there 20 years. They'd be like, all right. <laughs> this is what you do when you've been married a couple years. Like, they're close. You could tell. Now, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to divide, right? This is where they're at. And he's slowly working, right, to division, push him apart. He takes, see, God takes two and he makes one. The enemy wants to take one and make it two. And how does he do that? He does that through little baggage. You know, he's sneaky. He's been doing this forever. So he doesn't just come up and pile up a bunch of luggage right here and get, and get her all upset. It's just a little bit at a time. Just a little stuff. Now, is... I'm going to use an example, and you can, they did this in the last one where they changed it around. Let's say, for example, let's say that, that, that you are all about uh, uh, birthdays. You grew up, and birthdays were big. You know, your parents got up in the morning, and the room was decorated, and there was a special breakfast for you, and you got a special lunch, and they took you out. Everybody came over, and it was a big old night. For you, in your home growing up, it was just a day. Like, somebody got born, whoop de doo Okay, here's a card, have a great day. Like, you didn't do anything. You just came out, so it wasn't a big deal, right? <laughs> Right, and there are people, right? There's, you see some of you out there, yeah, yeah, there's two, right? So now here it is, birthday, right? Gets up in the morning, pretty excited for the day, right? And she's like, happy birthday, have a good day at work, right? And it's like, okay. Had his normal bowl of cereal. He's like, oh, that's weird. What, what's going on there? How come I didn't get any, right? I'm okay. And so he get a little, a little bag in there and driving to work and all day waiting for some sort of text. And she's like, hey, can you pick this up or that up? And he's like, well, okay, well, that's kind of dumb. Okay, th- happy birthday to you too, right? A little bag, and so he comes on home, and now he's a little upset. You did make a nice birthday dinner for him, because you know, but he, he didn't really act like that happy or that excited, because he's got baggage of his own. And so you're like, well, I don't know what's up with his problems, but okay, there you go, that's fine. You both go to bed, right? We just go right to sleep that night, because we're both all got our little bags, we get up in the morning. And let's say that maybe you grew up in a home that was real clean, right? Everybody, mom took and cleaned, and him, maybe not, not as clean. No, right, right, he didn't, no picking up or anything else. And so, morning, you both have bags, and off he goes to work, and you're walking around, and you're like, are you serious? He got his towel all over, he just left his towel on the ground. Yeah, let me pick up your towel, I have nothing else to do, but, oh, your bowl of cereal, okay, good for you, I'm glad you got a little bowl of cereal there. And then throughout the day, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, she's like, oh, you know what? I'll make him another meal. Maybe that's what, maybe he's still upset about the birthday thing. Makes a deal. And then six o'clock at night, he calls and he's like, hey, uh, I got to stay late for work. And she's like, really? You call at six? You're supposed to be home at six. He's like, hey, I'm trying to do, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm having fun. I'm not out with the guys. I'm working, right? So he's getting a little upset because her attitude is like, I'm trying to work. She's upset because he ain't coming home for a meal, right? By the time he gets home, right? Food is cold. She's upset. She's mad. He grabs his food, goes in the other room, goes to eat and they go to bed again. And you see, right, as baggage in just a couple days. Now, things that you used to enjoy about each other when you were dating now greatly annoy you, 
right? Because that smoldering fire go, right? You used to think you're like, oh my God, when we go on a date, she's, I just love, she's just, she talks and it's so easy to listen to her. She just talks, right? Now you're married nine years, she's like, she won't shut up. She just won't. She won't ever just be quiet. She's all, you know, I, she's telling her friends when they're dating, he's got a boyish charm about him. You know, he gets a little food on his, his face and when he eats sometimes with it open, it's so cute. And now you're eight years in the marriage, you're like, okay, when I watch you eat, I wanna throw up. Every time you chew, it's like a big horse just chewing. Do you, do you even know, have you ever looked at yourself, right? And everything has become heavy. Something that dating was so easy. I wonder if we have any type of example of somebody who was so wronged, right, was beaten in the Bible. Everyone just, he just tried to love and do the right thing, but everything turned on him. An example of what they did. You know, when I was in my mind saw this, I saw this, and I don't know, you can see a mini cross somewhere anywhere in here, right? There's a mini cross there. It's not a big cross, but he's a mini five foot four cross. <laughs> you know, the enemy's trying to do this. But you know what Jesus is trying to do? He's just trying to do this right here, right? He's just trying to be that cross. And if you'll just drop that stuff right there, give it to Jesus. Come on, give those bags right here. Give it. If you'll just drop it, just drop it. Drop it like it's hot. There you go. Come on, drop it like it's hot. All of a sudden, as I dropped it, now this right here, this cross is holding you together. Things that used to annoy you, things that used to get you so mad, so upset, all of a sudden don't make you mad anymore. Right? Come on, somebody out there. Give them a hand clap as they go back down. You guys, thank you so much. You're so good to me. You know, I love it. I usually see it when I go like overseas or something. When you arrive at the airport, there's a guy and he's got a cart with him and he's like, get all those, and he gets all the luggage and you just go, and it's like the best $10, $15 that you ever spend, you just hand him the $15. How many people know that Jesus is your baggage carrier and you don't have to have the weight to carry that all the way through the airport. I just give it to Jesus Christ and he carries it wherever out there. You and I got to learn to snoop dog it. Drop it like it's hot out there. Come on. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Because you weren't designed to carry this stuff. You weren't designed to carry that hurt and that pain. You know, that being offended is, or an offense, I'm sorry, when somebody does something offensive is an event. It happened. Holding on to it is a decision. People hurt us all the time. They do dumb things. It's an event. It happens. It's going to happen today. It's going to happen tomorrow. People do that. Whether or not I hold on to it is a decision. And when we hold on to it, it makes life harder. It makes it unbearable. We end up getting more and more angry. If we can learn to just, I don't have to hold it. And as I drop it, I set the prisoner free. And what you realize as you drop those off is the prisoner was you. You were the one that was a prisoner to that offense. You were the one that had to carry it all the way everywhere you go. They, they're not carrying anything. They're the offense. They're just going off with their life. And you even get more offended at that. Look at them going off with their life. They talk bad about me and, and backstab me. And now look at how great things are for them. And I got to carry all of this. And Jesus says, you weren't designed. Don't even go to the altar until you've taken care of it. It's that important that you drop it quickly. Get rid of it. You know, when you think about it, God dropped everything. When you got saved, he dropped all of your sins in a moment. Boom. Every sin you've ever done, he dropped it. He dropped it. Even things you do today, after you, he drops it. Always dropping everything that you do. And you know, forgiveness is not something that's supposed to just flow to you. It's supposed to flow through you. 
Come on. It doesn't just flow and stop, but instead it flows through me into every person, every relationship that I have. I've been forgiven so I can forgive. I've been given grace so I can give grace. I've been given mercy so that I can give mercy. It only hurts you. It just holds you. You know, forgiveness doesn't change your past. It releases you into your future. Doesn't, doesn't change. Didn't change anything. Doesn't even change the person. And I want you to know this, that reconcile or reconciliation, I think they put this on the board, um, doesn't always happen. People do some really bad things. Doesn't mean that you have to be their best friend again. So it's not always about rec reconciliation. Sometimes we're mad at people that aren't even around. They're dead. They're, they're way gone. We're still mad at some people. So there's no way to reconcile. But release is always an option. Can't reconcile. I guess we'll never be best friends again. Maybe, you know, you're divorced and you're not going to be married again. That's all right. But I don't have to hate you. I don't, I don't have to carry this baggage of, of the 15 years, the, the 12 years that we had. I can just release. And now that thing that was carried into my next relationship, I'm no longer being hindered. Because isn't that what we do? Oftentimes we take the same hurts from that relationship and we carry them into the new relationship. And the new people get punished because of the sins of the old people. But instead, I say, you know what? I'm going to release it. I'm not going to carry it anymore. I'm not going to be in, in the, the hell of Gehana in the smoldering fires. And I think there's some people here today, you're mad at, you know, because it works not just on, you know, I did a couple, because that's the easiest one for us to see, but it's friendships. Well, they posted something and it offended you. They, a bunch of people went out and you weren't invited. And they weren't bad people, you never thought that way. I mean, you think they, they thought, uh, forgot about you on purpose, but they just sometimes, you've forgotten people too. We do that sometimes. Now I got offended. And I'm carrying this offense for a family member. Uh, I'm offended because of their political party, so we can't even get together on Thanksgiving, which is just unbelievable to me. Are you kidding me? And now, just, just act like you're the other political party. If it gets people together, what does it matter? I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to allow the enemy to divide any relationships in my life. People are more important than my opinion. I mean, I have to change it. Right? I just don't post my po politics on social media. Why is that? Because I make half of you mad. That's just the way that it is. And I want to continue to be able to speak into people's worlds. So that's all right. I don't mind. That's not that important to me. What's important to me is building people up and changing lives. What's important to you? Division? Come on, somebody in this house. Or together. Everybody stand with me. I want to take a moment a drop it moment. I know for a fact that everybody in this room has some things that they need to drop. Everybody in this room has been carrying some stuff. And we're going to have a drop it moment where we're going to pray together and I want you to see it because picture is hard, uh, it's good for us to see. I want you to just see yourself. Just drop it. See Jesus just pick it up and Jesus carting it away. Yeah, pastor, they won't change. Well, they're not changing as long as you hold on to it either. So what does it matter? They're not changing. They're the same. You've been holding on to it for five years. They're not, nothing's changed about them. You know what's changed? You. You changed. Because you're carrying what you're not designed to carry. We just got to drop it. And once I drop it, here's the secret for you right there. Don't pick it back up. Don't pick it back up. That's the thing. What do you mean pick it back up? That means think about it, talk about it, speak about it. Every time that your mind wants you to, right? 
uh, remember what they did. You saw them. You have to just go consciously go, nope, I'm not going to. Because you have the power to choose what you think about. I'm not going to, you know, your, your best friend wants to talk about what he did. And you're like, no, I don't want to talk about that. I dropped that. Yeah, but he, yeah, I dropped it. I'm not going to pick it up ever again. Some of your marriages out there, marriage has gotten hard. It's gotten heavy. Because you're both carrying some stuff. And you need to make a decision as a couple just to drop it. Now, dropping it doesn't mean that we don't talk about it. So you do something offended. And then I have a choice here. I can go to you and say, hey, when you do this, it hurts my feelings. I don't like this. Or somebody talked about, hey, how come you're talking about me? There's nothing wrong with going and putting boundaries. Right? So if I do that, now I talk to you. Now what do I do? Oh, you guys got it. I drop it, right? Once it's done, I said, what if they decide, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm still going to drop it. I did what I can. It may mean that we have to, you know, do some, figure out some other stuff. But if I choose not to go talk to you, what is my only option? Drop it. That's my, that's my option. I drop it either way because I can't allow it to affect my life and my future and my future relationships. You got to drop it. Drop every hurt, every offense today and then make a decision that you're not going to pick it up again and then make the decision that every time somebody does something offensive, right, that I take care of it, then I drop it or I just drop it. Those are my only choices. And you'll see yourself able to get on that flight of relationships, be able to impact parents that you haven't talked to in six months, right, brothers, sisters, husband, wives that have been silent treatment in the house. Everything got better. What happened? I took away the enemy's only weapon that he has against my relationships, and that's division. And I decided to drop it. Dearly, Father, Lord, we thank you and praise you for everybody that's standing here today. We're going to drop it like it's hot, Lord. We ain't going to carry it anymore. We're just going to drop it. We dropped that hurt that happened when I was a child. We dropped that hurt from a teacher. We dropped that hurt from a dad that was never around and took off. We dropped the hurt from that husband that took off and left me with all the responsibility. We take that, we drop that hurt of the divorce and all the pain that came through that. And now I act like a crazy person every time we're in the room together because I'm carrying stuff that I'm not designed to carry. I drop that hurt from a brother, from a sister, from a best friend, from a boss, from a job, from a coworker. I drop it all. Just drop it. Ah, man, I feel refreshed. I feel like I can get back to doing the things I like. I like to love people. I like to be kind. I like to be giving. I like to be an encourager. And I haven't been able to do that for a while because I was carrying too much junk. I was carrying too much garbage. And so, God, I give that to you, Lord. Bible says, don't fret when people do wrong. Things take care of themselves. But right now, I just worry about the baggage that I'm carrying. That's all I can control. So I'm not going to allow hurt and offense to hold me back, to keep me a prisoner. But instead, I make a decision to allow forgiveness to flow in and through my life in every circumstances. We will not hold on to a single bag. And we're going to be quick to drop bags. So quick. The enemy's not going to know what to do. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen. Well, hey, thanks for watching. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you've been away from the Lord for a little while, and today you're turning your heart back to the Lord, I just want you to say this prayer with me. Just repeat after me. Dear Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God who died for my sins, who rose from the dead, 
Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you said that prayer, your eternity just changed. Find a great church, get around the right people, get around the right message. It's going to make a difference in your life. Amen? Don't forget about our Wake Up Daily Bible Show, number one uh, YouTube show as far as Bible study goes in the world. You can just go to YouTube, type in Daily Bible Study. We'll come right up, subscribe to it, and watch it every single We pray over your day. That's right. Scripture over your day. And it's a great way to get encouraged and blessed for your day. And you can go to Amazon and check this out if you want a little more material. This is called Why Jesus Wants You to Have the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of misunderstanding and confusion about what it is to pray in the Spirit and what God has for you. There is a power that might be missing in your Christianity that God wants you to harness. Check this book out. It's going to change your life. And if you'd like to partner with us, allow us to take this gospel, this word, this life-giving message all over the world. In order to do that, we need partners and people that get behind it. And so whatever support that God puts on your heart to do, we encourage you to do that and allow us, because you know what? The more resources we have, the more that we can push the gospel to all the corners of the earth. You can donate at wakeuptv.tv. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.